0: Hey, you're now tuned in to the I Don't Know Who podcast. What's good, everybody? Uh, It's been a minute since I parted. A lot has happened in the NBA stratosphere. I hope y'all doing well. Um, It's about to be the second round of the playoffs now. Um, Got like a game seven coming up with the Kings and Warriors that I'll talk about a bit later. But for now, I'm going to focus on what's going to happen in the second round and analyze the six teams that are contending for the championship and then talk about my Lakers of course Um, thank y'all for tuning in subscribe wherever y'all watching, follow, do all that good stuff for me Uh, yeah let's just get right into it though Um, we got the Nuggets and Suns matchup happening today um, as the recording of this podcast Saturday Um, this is an interesting matchup, this is a very interesting matchup I don't know what to expect from either um, team as far as um, game plan wise and what they plan to do. Um, I don't know like what the matchups are going to look like. I don't know who Michael Porter Jr. is going to be guarding. Is Conteva going to be guarding K- uh, KD to start? Who's going to be on Booker? It's a lot of questions that I have on both sides, especially when it comes to defensive matchups. Um, it should be a fun exhibition, though. The offense should be exquisite in this one. Um, I expect a lot of high-scoring basketball games in this ga- in this series. Um, look for Jamal Murray and Devin Booker to really showcase their talents, I think. Um, as far as the series goes in predictions, I'm not entirely sure who to pick on this series. It's the toughest series for me to call out of the remaining um, teams that I have to talk about. Um... I think Denver's been persistent all year for what it's worth after the slow start that we talked about on this podcast. um, I I think that they stepped up and um, the level of consistency on um, offense that they've shown throughout the season is going to be tough for a Phoenix team who doesn't have that well-equipped defenders on the roster to date. Um, Keep in mind, Westbrook averaged 38. I mean, not average 38. He averaged like 28, something like that in the series. A lot of points for Westbrook in this modern basketball, so I want to emphasize that that's how exploitable the Suns defense can be at times, um, despite the fact that they have the two superstars and they probably have the two best players in the series. Um, if Jokic doesn't show up per se, um, I don't know, it's, it's just it, it can get nasty if the Nuggets just cook them with team principles and move the ball around and get Jokic to his spots and make Aiton work and say if Aiton gets in foul trouble, the series can turn left quickly for the Suns because they don't have depth and I don't necessarily know what to think about that for either side Um, because both of them can be pretty much exploitable in my opinion from what I've seen thus far from the postseason Kawhi didn't really give us the um Real series that we could have seen the Suns struggle with, in my opinion. And um, Denver just played Minnesota. So it's not really like moving my needle. If anything, they should have swept them. The gentleman's sweep is not too impressive, in my opinion. Um, however, I do have the Nuggets winning the series. I think that due to the Suns' lack of depth and due to the fact that I think Yoke is just going to cook A.A., I think it's just going to be a t- super tough matchup more so than Bruce Brown Bruce Brown and um Contavious being a tough matchup for Casey I mean for Booker and KD which it is but I just think ultimately I think those guys can work around that matchup nightmare problem a little bit more than what the Suns can do for Jokic so I got the Nuggets winning in 6 um That's not to take anything away from the Suns. The Suns can very well easily win the series in 6-2. But I'm just going to side with what I've seen so far in the season. Um, Both teams were pretty disciplined throughout the season, um, except for the fact when Booker got hurt. uh, And the Suns uh, missed out on a lot of time. Uh, I wonder how Monty Williams is going to manage the Booker and KD minutes. Um, It should be one of them at the core at all times. um, KD should probably be playing with um, CP3 as much as possible And then Booker and Aiden Can attack the pick and roll probably To really exploit matchups in my opinion um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens though. Uh, Anywho For the next series um, We're going to go out east with it We got the Celtics and we got the Sixers um, I want to condemn the Sixers Because I did ridicule them a lot on this podcast early in the season. Um, again, another team that I was hard on in the beginning, but they managed to show consistency throughout the season. I want to give a huge shout-out to Tyrese Maxey. That boy is nice. Give Tyrese Maxey the stamp of approval. Hoop approves. That boy nice. He's a tough guard. It's really hard for Embiid to see all the defense that he sees and Tyrese Maxey to just exploit any one-on-one matchup he sees. It's, and it's not even like he needs a lot of dribbles or he needs a lot of motion to do it. He's not a stick wiggler. Like these are just like quick buckets. It's just a professional bucket getter out there on the court with Embiid. So it's just like really taking this team to another level. Harden's playmaking has also been fantastic from the playoffs and the fact that he's able to facilitate Tyrese Maxey getting his game off and uh, Tobias Harris also showing out in that game four. The fact that Harden is able to facilitate those things happening on the court. It's uh, pretty remarkable what the Sixers did this season. And they turned around the slow start that they had at the beginning of the season. Um, And then the Celtics, Trae Young was a tough matchup. But, I mean, throughout all of that, they prevailed. Um, The series didn't quite end as quickly as I would have thought it would have, honestly. I thought it was going to be more so five games than six. But nonetheless, Celtics got the job done, especially in the second half of the game 6 they made sure that Trey Young was no longer a factor in that game after he exploited them throughout the entire first half and kept the Hawks in it um the Celtics did a really good job of making sure that he was shut down and uh, making the Hawks go to other looks um in that game um so it's good to see that the Celtics still have discipline um throughout the course of a game um especially when they're down in diversity and uh, when Tatum had the bad game he had in game 5 it was good to see everybody just not be fazed about what had transpired and continue to execute um, which uh, which has to be commended for especially as the runner ups last year um, isn't B going to show up against the Celtics this year uh, he's already about to be doubtful for game one so we're not I'm not I'm gonna keep I'm gonna hold my tongue I'ma hold my tongue hold my tongue I respect it. Injury excuses, so I'm going to hold my tongue on my opinion. But nonetheless, um, I still would like to see him, for once, get the upper hand on the Celtics and not have it be in the bubble. Um, I think just Tyreek's maxi being on the team really helps the team. However, uh, the Celtics got a lot of weapons to hold that. Marcus Smart can play defense. Derek White can play defense. Malcolm Brogdon can play defense. Tatum can play defense. Brown can play defense. That's like five people that can play defense. A lot of these teams, a lot of these teams that are left, bro, they got like two, one, two, even my Lakers too. They got like five over there. So it's hard for me not to really say that they're gonna have the upper hand which is why I really think they're going to win this series. Also, I just think that Embiid just has to really show out. And though the Sixers did sweep the Nets, I didn't like the series Embiid had. I didn't. The free throw making is cool, but gee, I... Hey, hey. I'm going to hold my tongue, bro. I'm going to hold my tongue. I mean, it's basketball, right? So... Nonetheless, it, Boston's not going to have it. Horford's not going to have it. So, something else is going to have to give. There's going to have to be quicker passes being made. There's going to... Just stuff has to happen, in my opinion, on the 6 side. I got to sell six and uh, six. I don't really want to harp too much on him b He's a superstar deserving. Especially because the other guy who actually lost in the first round deserves more ridicule for his performance and his exploitations as well. But, hey, big fella... Nobody safe from slander here. I, I I'm just saying what I see. So, um, uh, moving on though. Um, we got the Knicks in the Heat. First off, congratulations to both teams. Both teams were the teams that didn't have the advantage going into the first round. Yet both teams prevailed. A fifth seed versus a A C is not too rare. I mean, it's not too often we see that. Um, The Cavs and the Bucks both were very undisciplined in their game plans And it showed Seeming as though that they got gentlemen swept Even with home court advantage Pretty wonky The East is pretty strong though in my opinion And it prevailed though And it showed why I said the East was the stronger conference There's just stronger teams out East I guess Especially when it comes to defense in my opinion Um, This one should be a fun matchup though, nonetheless. Um, Jimmy Butler really showed out and I think Jimmy Butler is really gonna be like the best player in this series without a doubt. But if the Knicks can get Randall to have an efficient playoff series for once, this can be tougher than what it looks. Bam Adebayo just did a great job of shutting down Giannis in the paint, so Randall's struggles might continue. Um, The Heat are a much more active defensive team than whatever the Cavaliers displayed in that playoff series aside from Game 2. I expect more of Game 2 intensity from Miami when they saw Cleveland. um, I mean, that sounded weird. Um, I expect the intensity that Cleveland showed in Game 2 to be replicated by Miami more often than whatever they saw in that series. Um, For example, if anyone's gonna get a rebound as jimmy butler so the rebounding advantage is just like gonna be dead Sibs is not gonna have that advantage over jimmy i just know that also i just uh, think that the heat were are a much more disciplined team um a lot of people are saying or were alluding to the Heat's um injury problems and uh, just the inconsistency of the roster Lineups and everything That were transpiring throughout the season um, There were const- There were constant Reminders That this is still The same Heat team That was just in the Eastern Conference Finals I'll give Kendrick Perkins His credit I'll apologize On this podcast To Kendrick Perkins Kendrick Perkins said "The Be wary Of the Miami Heat In playoff Jimmy And We should have been Wary And afraid of Playoff Jimmy I apologize Kendrick Perkins That was a great call Great commentary on your end. I apologize bro. I don't know basketball. I don't know who. Sorry. Uh okay, cool. Uh oh, I got the heat winning this and honestly, it's probably gonna be pretty easy. Um I'm Jalen Brunson had a great series and all, but the Cavs uh backward is pretty exploitable. Uh, I thought Donovan Mitchell had a little bit more dog in him, like the Louisville days, like the younger Donovan Mitchell days, but he just kept dying on screens again. And then Darius Garland is just a little bit too small size-wise right now for Brunson, who's probably just like more mature into his body. Pause. Uh, Yeah, no, I got the Heat winning this pretty easily, though. I, I, I. If the Knicks win two games, congrats. It's a good season, in my opinion. If they win the series, whoa. I've never seen this from New York before. Nonetheless, they actually have something to build on, so I'm not trying to discredit them for what they've done. And I have I've ridiculed them a lot, especially their player, Julius Randle. I've ridiculed him a lot on this podcast as well, so I don't want to necessarily seem like a Knicks hater. I really do think they overachieved, and Exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Mine included. So I want to condemn them for that. Um, but I just think Miami has the better advantage going into this one. Because if Julius Randle is struggling with Evan Mobley. Then I think Bam Adebayo is just going to be another tough matchup for him. And Then Jalen Brunson's going to have to see Jimmy Butler. which Jimmy Butler made sure that Drew Holiday stuff was done with. And we want to go get all them buckets. Truly a sensational player, so just think that overall. It's just I don't know. The way Jimmy Butler's playing right now, the momentum he has and the type of performances he pulls off in postseason basketball, he's just I got them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um yeah, so I got the Heat Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. I got the Nuggets beating the Suns. Which means the Lakers are here. And I can talk about them now. I want to apologize to the fan that had those comments about D'Angelo Russell. He showed out. Right? He didn't need to be all that. He just needed to be a third option. And it showed. The Grizzlies disappointed me. I didn't like the play from any of their players throughout that course of that series. Jerry Jackson stunk. Ja wasn't as good as the numbers would say he was. Desmond Baines had on and off nights the inconsistencies with that roster and that team still are there they're young so it's fine but they really need to focus on maturing up and get into the status that they want to become before talking themselves into that status i know manifestation is like a big thing in this world but like you could talk the talk all you want to there's still people that actually have done the things that you aspire to do that you're playing against so maybe take that into consideration and just focus up on Executing the X's and O's because there's no reason why Dylan Brooks should be attacking the game the same way he did for those six games, knowing that his efficiency was that low. There's no way John Moran should still be watching him attack the game like that, knowing that for six games his efficiency was like that. There's no way that Desmond ban keeps settling for the shots that he does. There's no way Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't keep going away from the basket on these hook shots like go towards the rim like there's a lot of things that the grizzlies need to worry about on their end before they can talk themselves this big game It's a lot of things that they need to execute on their side of the court when they get better at basketball before they can come on media platforms and tell us that they have nothing to worry about hey losing the first round and doing that is crazy i have to say something about it That is nuts. (laughs) You cannot talk crazy like you pocket losing the first round. That is an embarrassing performance for the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that I was high on the course of the regular season. I thought the ESPN madness was over with, but it just proved that the big lights are really too big for those kids right now, and they need to tee up and really focus on executing and getting better and really just attacking the game smarter too because there's no reason that – with all the respect, with all the respect, with all the respect, with all the respect, if Andy Davis is not going to shoot above fifty percent for the series, then how is it that like y'all can't execute on the other end? How how did they get stifled like that? It's just some things that got to be worked on on that side. I'm not going to go on and say it. I'm not fan based I'm not a fan of the Grizzlies. I like my Lakers, which is what I'm going to talk about extensively here. The team that won the series needs more coverage anyway. Um I wanna give a huge shout out to Anthony Davis, player who was not in the defensive player of the year nominations, yet showed why he's the best defensive player in this association. Averaged four blocks in this series. That's insane with the steal too. dumb high stocks. Give him his props twenty and ten type games on night to night basis with that type of defense is gonna win us a championship. Yes, I'm going to say it. with that kind of defense, that performance is going to win us a championship against a lot of teams. And every day it's just because, like, teams aren't executing and making other players work. Like, Anthony Davis can really control the whole game just based off his presence. If you're going to run simple plays that Anthony Davis can read easily, then them numbers are going to be snapped like that. Anthony Davis' IQ is at an all-time high right now. Like, I, like this is... Defensively, this is the best we've seen from Anthony Davis. It's incredible what he's able to do right now. He's like everywhere, and like he's he's showing hard at the help now. He's not like standing around no more. Just like really like that. Like, hey, Anthony Davis is really him right now. Shout out to AD. Uh, I want to give a props to LeBron. Um, he had his grandpa games a couple here and there, but. You know, nonetheless, when he needed to show up the most, he, he shows up. Um, really engaged on the help side of things. Um, he's really done an excellent job of uh, being the extra hand on defense. Um, being the guy that sees the next thing coming and making the plays that he does, whether it's with um, anticipating the steal or getting the chase down block. He's really... Been a, a key factor. He's also rebounded very well in this series, the past series, uh, like had a 20 and 20 game as well. So, shout out to Braun doing this at year 20, man. This is sensational. Year 20, a lot of haters. He has a lot of haters, but a lot of his haters are going to miss him when he's gone, just like his fans going to miss him when he's gone. So, props to Braun for really just putting on the performance he put on. Um, also, want to give a shout out to D D-Lo, Sometimes with D'Lo, it's a roller coaster, but he showed out and he proved why when he's on his A game. The trade was worth it. Shout out Vanderbilt for the defensive effort and hitting timely threes. He's not—he's an eyesore on offense, but defensively he's everywhere. And if he get getting twenty-five minutes from him like that, that's perfectly fine. I would like a little bit more. I would like it to up up to twenty-eight especially depending on who we see the next series. Um, the Kings have a very fast up and down offense, and I think Vanderbilt's deflections and ability to be a transition nightmare, like alter transition plays, will actually help in that series, for example. So I would like the minutes to be uptick for him. But nonetheless though, like shout out Roy Hachimura. Roy had an incredible series, an incredible, incredible moment for him um that was dope to see um looked like jason tatum in game one type game two came out there hitting them tray balls like, if Roy Hachimura can can keep contributing um in spurts like that that will be fine for us um I like I like what we're doing right now um and maybe that's Troy Brown minutes if Troy Brown's not going to come in and execute you already know he's not gonna come in and execute. He hasn't come in and executed for quite some time now, so. Maybe go into the 2K settings and just lower his minute down and give it to like Lonnie Walker or something. Um, it's not gonna hurt you, obviously. He's not playing defense well enough for us to see like that's not like, ah, ah. like If he was locked and locked, I mean he granted he's glued and Lonnie Walker is bad, so let me not actually say like Lonnie Walker for real, like and like Mess around, because I would like, I mean, I just want the Troy amount Mal- stints to be cut. Mm. Like, that's my point. My point is cut the Troy balance stints. Like, just cut them a couple minutes here and there, man. We do not need to see him for five minutes. We know what he's going to give us. If he's executing and if he's got momentum, fine. But mm. at, at, this point the series, at this point in the playoffs, I would like for the discipline to uh, be rewarded. So, he's got to come in and execute off the bench. Um, I like us against Warriors or the Kings. Neither team moves me. And honestly, this year I can be a cocky Lakers fan. We have the size to match up against Looney and Draymond. We have the speed to go against their fast pace of the Kings. And we see that the Kings can't stop nobody's best player. So bonus is going to have... Trouble with Anthony Davis. He let Draymond Green get an efficient 20. So I like our chances either way. I like the Lakers either way. Um uh, I my momentum my opinion on the team dynamic has shifted entirely. I, I liked the first round, way more than I like that we did in the play in so my expectations are now higher. I think they can get the job then I'm gonna pick them to win against either team in six. Um, which will mean that the Nuggets and Lakers would be my Western Conference finals and the Heat and Celtics would be my Eastern Conference finals. That would be fun. That I guess that's basically what it was in the bubble now. If I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure that's what it was in the bubble. Yeah, no, because the Heat did not play Toronto, they played the Celtics. Yeah. Um, NBA basketball has been fun for real though. Um who's your guys' playoff MVP so far? And why is it Jimmy Butler? Uh Um, nah, uh, on the real though, I always have fun talking basketball with you guys on any platform uh, that I'm on. You guys can catch me on, um, TikTok, or you can catch me on, um, Spotify, YouTube, at IDK Hoop. Um, tweet basketball as well on Twitter. Um, I got a lot more stuff coming up, especially when the, um, finals and stuff comes around Um, a lot more content should be pushed out. I have game by game analysis and everything. Uh